About one in eight American women will develop breast cancer throughout their lifespan. That's why breast cancer just strikes fear in the heart of many. However, there's great ways to get ahead of the game with preventative strategies and biopsies when necessary. Well, in this podcast, we're going to cover one possible result of a breast biopsy and how to manage it. So in this episode, we're going to discuss atypical hyperplasia of the breast, both atypical ductal hyperplasia and atypical lobular hyperplasia. What's the best way to take care of this? Well, let's discuss that now. This is Clinical Pearls. Atypical hyperplasia of the breast is defined as abnormal epithelial proliferative breast lesions that are not qualitatively or quantitatively abnormal enough to be classified as frank carcinoma in situ. A genomic change from the damaging effects of carcinogens is one of the leading theories behind the development of atypical proliferative lesions and breast cancer. About 10% of female breast biopsies will contain an atypical proliferative lesion with most of these lesions found in women in their 40s. Atypical hyperplasia can also be found in males undergoing reduction mammoplasty for gynecomastia, although this is exceedingly rare. Atypical hyperplasia is a premalignant condition and may occur in either ductal or lobular epithelium. Atypical ductal hyperplasia, or ADH, is a relatively common lesion reported to be found in about 5 up to 20% of breast biopsies. Although not carcinoma, it is classified as a high-risk precursor lesion due to its association with and potential progression to ductal carcinoma in situ, or DCIS, as well as to invasive carcinoma. Atypical lobular hyperplasia, or ALH, is another high-risk breast lesion that has been associated with a fourfold to fivefold increased lifetime risk of developing breast cancer in either the ipsilateral or the contralateral breast. Now here's a clinical pearl. Atypical ductal hyperplasia is considered a true pre-malignant high-risk lesion, whereas atypical lobular hyperplasia is only considered a high-risk marker or a high-risk lesion. The reason for this difference is that it's much more likely to upgrade the lesion after finding atypical ductal hyperplasia on a needle biopsy after you do a surgical excision. Upgrade on surgical excision after finding atypical ductal hyperplasia and actually upgrading it to true DCIS, which is carcinoma in situ, is much more likely to happen after a biopsy that finds ADH compared to ALH. Remember, that's atypical ductal hyperplasia compared to atypical lobular hyperplasia. Okay, when we come back, let's talk about the presentation of hyperplasia of the breast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Atypical hyperplasias of the breast are unlikely to be appreciated on physical exam because these are very small lesions and they're very focal, very localized. Remember that these atypical hyperplasias, whether ductal or lobular, are most likely to be diagnosed at time of biopsy looking for something else. You're usually doing a biopsy for a persistent mass or some microcalcifications or an area that's just irregular on uh, screening modality. So this isn't actually found on physical exam, but it's usually picked up at time of biopsy for some other indication. So remember that if you're ever asked how atypical hyperplasia of the breast presents, these lesions are discovered usually on breast biopsies performed for evidence of calcifications on imaging or in conjunction with other lesions, both benign and malignant. Sometimes these abnormalities are found on screening mammograms that lead to the biopsy and then the atypical hyperplasia is found. Now, as atypical hyperplasia in and of itself is not malignant, but definitely a high risk factor, it's important to discuss breast cancer risk factors with these patients, including estrogen exposure, and take a detailed family history. And if the family history reveals a possible mutation carrier, then BRCA testing may be indicated. All right, now let's get into management. Because these atypical hyperplastic lesions are pre-malignant, many authorities believe that the patient should undergo complete surgical excision to exclude malignancy and prevent the development of advanced neoplasia if it's found on breast biopsy. So for sure, surgical excision of core biopsies that show atypical ductal hyperplasia is considered the standard of care because of the high rate of possible upgrading to true DCIS or invasive cancer in these background lesions. Remember that atypical ductal hyperplasia usually requires surgical excision. But what about atypical lobular hyperplasia? Well, some find that a little bit more gray. Atypical lobular hyperplasia may be an incidental finding in small biopsies, and standard surgical resection of these lesions is more controversial. In general, excision is usually recommended in high-risk patients. In carefully selected lower-risk patients, like those without a family history or who are not BRCA carriers and who also have no true solidary lesion, then surveillance with medical therapy can be done in select cases of ALH. So remember, atypical ductal hyperplasia requires surgical excision after biopsy. However, ALH, although I would personally recommend surgical excision as well, can be surveilled in the appropriate lower-risk patient in addition to use of chemoprophylactic meds, and we'll talk about those in a minute. All right, let's drop another clinical pearl here, like if we were talking to a patient. Here's what we can tell a patient about these atypical hyperplasias of the breast if they're found on biopsy. If atypical ductal hyperplasia is found after a needle biopsy, then it's recommended to have surgery to be sure that you don't have any breast cancer within that lesion, and that includes basically a wide local excision of the area affected. But when atypical lobular hyperplasia is found after a needle biopsy, surgery isn't always needed, so you and your healthcare provider can decide whether surgery is right for you. Now remember, personally, I do recommend surgical excision after lobular hyperplasia is found. That's atypical, but it does depend on the patient's risk factors. Okay, 
Now let's wrap this up with some high-yield management clinical pearls after finding atypical hyperplasia of the breast. All right, podcast family, remember that the National Comprehensive Cancer Network screening recommendations include annual mammography, breast awareness, and clinical encounter every 6 to 12 months in these patients. In addition, it's also suggested to consider tomosynthesis for follow-up. Well, let's stop right there. What the heck is tomosynthesis? I love that because we make things so much more complicated than they really need to be. Breast tomosynthesis is digital breast 3D mammography. Remember that the American Society of Breast Surgeons prefers 3D mammograms even for routine screening tests over 2D variety. I do believe that 3D mammograms are the way to go, although some facilities still offer 2D mammograms. So if you're sending patients out for routine screening, try to send them to a place that does tomosynthesis or 3D mammograms because they are much more sensitive and apt to detect lesions over the 2D variety. Digital breast tomography or 3D mammography is a series of two-dimensional images that are used to build a three-dimensional image of the breast. 3D mammography has been approved by the FDA since 2011 and some consider it the gold standard in breast imaging, especially for women with dense breasts. Another recommendation in these patients is to consider annual MRI, which begins at diagnosis. Based on emerging evidence, ACOG also recommends consideration of yearly breast MRI for atypical hyperplasia of the breast. Also, healthcare providers should encourage pharmacological risk reduction with either a CIRM, remember that's a selective estrogen receptor modulator, or an aromatase inhibitor for the prevention of breast cancer. Chemoprophylactic meds are typically recommended for five years and are known to reduce the risk of breast cancer. All right, time for another clinical pearl. Remember that while tamoxifen may be taken before or after menopause, reloxifen is typically only used after menopause. Other options for postmenopausal women may be aromatase inhibitors like anastrozole, which is arimidex. Patients should also be counseled about healthy lifestyles, including ideal body weight and alcohol reduction. And as we near the end of the podcast, remember this clinical pearl. Atypical hyperplasia alone is generally not an indication for surgical risk reduction mastectomy. However, if the affected has a very high risk of breast cancer, like she's a BRCA carrier or has a strong family history, then a risk-reducing mastectomy may be an option to reduce the risk of developing breast cancer in the future. Well, there you have it. Atypical breast hyperplasia. Remember, it's that key word at the beginning, that key adjective. Atypical, that's the issue. These are high-risk lesions, and atypical ductal hyperplasia is truly a pre-malignant one that needs closer surveillance and definitely needs excision, whereas atypical lobular hyperplasia may be followed in select patients. These are not cancerous. However, they are high-risk factors, and patients should be made aware of these conditions. Well, as always, we appreciate you being part of our podcast family. And we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.